This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi LS Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's Swindon Town. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich, and, and good morning, everyone. It's Friday, I'm feeling good, and uh, I have to say, I'm feeling even better at the fact that I got another prediction correct the other day. Oh, yes. I mean, I was doom and gloom about Sutton and I must say everything that I thought would happen did happen it's just that Swindon were just better than it which is lovely that was it that was it yeah I I listened to our previous episode just before uh recording this just to check that I did get it right and yeah two one away win it was kind of as we predicted like you said Swindon and and Sutton would play the way that you know we we expected but Swindon were just better on the day and I think it was also thanks to two fantastic goals um which really <laughs> kind of just proved a difference really did but hey that's football um they, they weren't as Sutton weren't as sort of rough as I expected them but they were all about those set pieces some really mm. extraordinary tactics with Dean Buzanis going up for everyone to take and I, I kind of wanted him to take that closer closer range free kick when he stormed forward and then was told to go back it was really quite something it was, wasn't it? They, like you said, I don't think they were probably as tough as Bengana or we anticipated, but you know, set pieces they were they were a threat from, and unfortunately, we managed we managed to keep them out. It was interesting at the end, actually, with that header in injury time, where Bengana told us that it was definitely offside, um, and that would have caused an uproar, wouldn't it? Certainly, if if that had gone in, so it didn't, and and Swindon keep this unbeaten away record going. 
And long may it continue. It's weird. I was just about to say, oh, but we got a really tricky one this weekend. But it's it's definitely one of those situations where I'm looking at the name and the name and the size of the club doesn't necessarily reflect their form. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So another presser to discuss with Ben Garner discussing all things in the last week in Swindon Town. And it goes without saying, first thing he's asked is about the Sutton win. And he was very happy. He was. He was. He, he was delighted with the victory you know there's always a couple of areas you can look at he said but there wasn't really anything other than what he saw on the night he didn't need to go and sit back and, and analyze the game I think the only thing Ben Garner probably isn't happy with is the fact that Dion Conroy um, has picked up a slight knock on his ankle so he's getting an injection today uh, for the swelling there and he won't be available for, for tomorrow's game but he will be back next week so that's probably the only negative to say quick on Tuesday. We don't want him to get injured at all but his his record in previous seasons, you know, has shown it, you know, it's been quite damning in terms of his injuries, but they're looking after him, which is the most important thing. They are, and it, it's even more promising the fact that it's not a, a lengthy injury for, for Dion, fortunately, you know, it's only going to be a couple of days, he's he's not going to be fit for, for tomorrow, um, and of course... We'll hopefully see him back soon. He was unavailable for Tuesday. Um, I presume this was due to the injury as well. Um, obviously, Matthew Bowdry came in and kind of got a, a solid 90 minutes under his belt. And I'd imagine that Bowdry would keep that place before, before Conroy comes back next week. Yeah, there, there was a question on Matthew uh, Baudry there. <laughs> he described it as a really strong 90 minutes. I think that's complimentary. I think he was really, really good in the second half. But, I mean... He's responsible for us conceding a goal that we never looked like conceding until it until it happened. Um, but you know they they were pumping balls in, but we were comfortable with them. Um, it's almost as if as soon as the bandage went on, he was a different person. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? You, you obviously uh, kind of got that little cut that he had, and he, that was fixed up at half time. You came out and he had it, and he had a really impressive second half. I, I suppose with Matthew Baudry, you know. He, even last season, he picked up a lot of injuries, as did so many of our centre-backs. And and this was a really promising 90 minutes for him to get, not just from a performance point of view. In the fact, that it, it was a victory, although you know he was at fault mostly for that goal. Um, so he had a strong 90 minutes because Swindon won and, and he got through the game without picking up any serious injuries. So it was important for Matthew to kind of get that under his belt and also for Swindon because he will, well, as we're going to see tomorrow, he will be a player that Swindon will rely on at times this season. I always feel bad talking about him because the guy's had a long career. You know, he is one of our very few been there, done that's really. Um, he's, he's he's coming to the end of his career, um, but he should be a useful backup when needed. And I, I guess, you know, because he was, he was good in the first season. And I, I feel like we, we sort of talk about him often and I, I point the finger at myself here like he can't be trusted and I, I don't think I'm necessarily fair on him in that respect I mean there were a few suggestions after we recorded after the game where people called him for man of the match some people did it sarcastically but a few people did not because he was really getting involved in that in that sort of wave of attacking play from from Sutton during the second 45 minutes and we should we should look to him, look to him to be relied upon it, shouldn't we? Maybe possibly better than relied upon because like you said, he, he's a player that has certainly been there, done it. He of course was outstanding in that season where we won the league under Richie Wellens. Um 
and he's he's only 33. You know, we speak about him like he's, you know, right at the tail end of his career. He can maybe play one 90-minute game every other week if, if we're going to keep him fit. But he is only 33 years old. And in modern-day football, that, that's nothing if you look after yourself properly and with the amount of kind of investment that Swindon are even putting into their medical department and, and their technology and their staff at the moment as well. So, you know, he could be a big big player for Swindon. I'm sure if he, if he needed to be called upon, he had to play a host of games back-to-back. Not only do I think he could come in and do that, I think he could come in and do that very well. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I really hope you know he does well in front of the Swindon fans against Bradford. Ben Gunner was also asked about the investment in fitness. What what was going on here? Um, so what was going on there is that we really just wanted to delve a little bit deeper, probably into kind of the sports science behind the club. We heard at the start of the season when Ben Gunner came in, of course, Clem took over the club that. They were going to be investing a lot more into this area because it, it, it's something that modern day clubs need. I think it's more important to talk about because of Swindon's fantastic injury record this season. You know, I'm going to touch a piece of wood next to me to make sure I'm not jinxing anything there. <laughs> but we've done really well with injuries, especially if you compare it to last season. And, and Ben Garner just put a lot of that down to the way they're looking after the players, but also this brilliant sports science team, the medical team they've got there. And, and, that's a massive reason why they're able to keep players fit. Not only the players that are playing week out, but also all these players that are probably not getting as many minutes as they'd like. And and that's down to the brilliant investment for, from the owner as well. Yeah, and, and I think it wouldn't be unfair to say that this injury issue that Swindon had stretched far beyond last season, didn't it? And we, we've had a, you know, even though we had success under Richie Wellens, we also had a lot of injuries too. We did. We had, you know, massive injuries in, in seasons that have gone by that have probably in some instances, being the difference between putting a good run together and, and not. You know, you need to have your best players fit for as many games as possible. That's kind of a general understanding across the game. And and in modern day football, you have to have sports science. You have to have a sound medical team that really know what they're doing. And you have to have the equipment and technology there that, that will keep players fit throughout a season, especially in this league where, you know, you're playing quite often playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and you've got a host of cup games thrown in there as well. So it's something new for the club and it certainly seems to be paying dividends. And, and Ben Garner is a big, big advocate of this. Yeah. And, and why wouldn't he be? <laughs> exactly. Ben, one of the things that I really like about Ben Garner is that he's a very forward thinking manager. You know, he, he's very analytical. He's very kind of, up to date with all the advancements in in different coaching areas, different pieces of technology, different statistics that you can look to use, and and I I, I really like that. Ben Garner is is a is a basically a summary of what a modern day coach is. Yeah, well, let's go back to the uh, the the more cliched worries of of football fans, mm-hmm. um, and that is form, and we've we've talked about it. On, on this podcast we've talked about it you know me and you on the presser yeah. and you know the notion that Swindon aren't as good at home as they are away even though our very own Dan will will say that you know he, he's got all the stats that shows um what reality really is I think a lot of people especially those who aren't able to go away sort of see our performances with envious eyes, don't they? And they want to see a bit of that at the county ground. And don't we all? Is is, is it something that Garner sort of worries or thinks about? Because previously, when we've talked about this, he says, well, we prepare it exactly the same 
whether we're home or away. So is 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 he changing his thought process on that? I think in front of the press, Ben Garner is still kind of keeping that motto going. I think behind the scenes, it might be a very different story in terms of he's desperate to start getting more home home wins. Look, we've had one in six. You know, we've had a host of draws that should have been wins. And, and, and for some reason or not, we don't seem to be able to replicate that kind of clinical away form in our own stadium. Is it, stats may say that we're playing the same, but for some reason I've been to a couple of away games this season as well. And, and we seem to have no worries putting the ball in the back of the net there, but at home we just seem to struggle a little bit. And, and Ben Garner is right. I'm sure they train exactly the same. It makes no difference whether they're home or away, but he did touch on the fact that he, he is desperate to win a home, more home games in front of the supporters, really just for the supporters as well, because, you know, not only from the point of view that if you want to be successful in, in any division in, in world football, then you need to win the majority of your home games, but also for the fact that the fans have been so behind this team and so behind him that he wants to give them something to shout about. Admittedly, he also said that all these fans that travel away, we want to give them just as much to shout about, but there is good momentum in this team and, and he now needs to turn that into victories at the county ground. Yeah, and, and this season, more so than others in recent years, the, the finger can't be pointed at town fans for making it hostile or anything like that. It's you know quite clear that the Swindon fans, as a majority, are very much behind this side at the moment. So maybe it's that, maybe that desperation for wanting to win at home sometimes has a detrimental impact on a squad, mm. which is one of those things, isn't it? I I agree. You know, the longer that the club go on without back-to-back home wins or or at least more than one in six under their belt, it kind of increases the pressure without anyone talking about it anyway. The players know what their record at home is this season. I know it's probably not been good enough. Uh, their performances have been good Yeah. on on the large part, you know, is what, what I would say. Just a couple of individual mistakes probably led to conceding some goals and, and an inability to finish off chances that should be put away. Um, it does put pressure on, but look, these are professional football players that pressure every game they play. I'm sure they will turn it around and I'm confident they'll turn it around tomorrow. And tomorrow is Bradford City, a team that I perennially can't get my head around. I sort of briefly mentioned that on the pod in midweek. A side that, you know, far too big for League Two started brilliantly this season and then they've done what Bradford tend to do at the moment in recent history and that's just start to drop like a stone so they're in mid-table and much like mid-table at this time that at this stage of the season a couple of games and they shoot up but they've had a, a, a right royal wobble recently nil-nil draw at Ben Wills's Newport County then Bristol Rovers got a last gasp equaliser at Valley Parade for a 2-2 draw. And then more damning than anything, they they lost at home to Hartlepool United, who hadn't won away from home in about 4,000 years. So they're a bit wounded at the moment, which can go either way. It can either continue, lovely, um, or they could be looking to really fight back against Swindon Town. So what did Ben Garner have to say about the game this weekend? Well, first of all, I, I you know, on, on Bradford, I'd agree. They're a club that have a lot of investment behind them, massive, massive support, but for some reason seem destined to kind of languish in League Two for, for a period of time. Hopefully, you know, for their fans, they, they can get out of that league. And, and on Ben Garner's kind of take on Bradford, he said, look, irrespective of their form this season, they're a, 
they are a big team and, and they pose a threat. You, you especially touched on kind of their counter-attacking threat and and also set pieces. So I'd imagine that, you know, Saturday afternoon, tomorrow, we're going to be seeing a lot of counter-attacking opportunities for Bradford. Um, and also we know that Swindon are, are kind of a bit lackadaisical probably when it comes to defending set pieces. So that is a Ben Garner's kind of take on them. He also did give a bit of praise to their current manager, Derek Adams. Derek Adams, of course, as we all know, led Plymouth Argyle to that playoff final that they lost to Wimbledon a few years ago. He also had a brilliant, brilliant spell um, at Ross County when he returned there for his second time. Of course, he, he achieved promotion with them, then got into the Premiership um, and then finished just one point off the European places, I think that was, during his time there. So Ben Garner really just wanted to give a bit of credit to Derek Adam. He said, look, this is a manager that's been there, done it, and he'll provide his team will provide a tough test. Um, they've had a recent run of games, like you said, where they've probably been a bit unlucky with some results. But he, he said against Bristol Rovers, he thought they were very good and, and Swindon need to be switched on tomorrow. Yeah. He also had that unbelievable spell at Morecambe, didn't he, Derek Adams, yeah. where he took them into League One against all the odds. I mean, he, Morecambe perennially everyone's you know favourites to get relegated out of League Two. And he did what you know seemed an impossible task with... Tamani Diagaraga in the middle of their midfield and then he ditched them for you know the bigger side Bradford which you know happens mm. and there'll be a lot of pressure on him but I think he is the right person for for Bradford but it's just whether they they knee jerk if 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 they feel like they're not gonna sort of at least get into the playoffs but it's still very early days for them isn't it it is early days you know we, we speak about kind of league position at this stage of the season it doesn't really matter too much a win tomorrow could take them three well would take them three points behind Swindon so you know yeah. th- this this league is is volatile in terms of you're only ever one result probably away from making the playoffs or one result away from mid-table um so it you know Bradford I would say just needs to stick by him he's, he's a he's a solid manager we've just kind of gone through his accolades there and and he'll come to the county ground tomorrow with a team that have made clear recently that they they need to turn it around and as we've seen, you know, Bradford Swindon, it's always a good match. Yeah, and you just know Theo Robinson will score, won't he? You know, you just it's <laughs> inevitable. He hasn't scored for them yet, so we just know he's gonna come on and do something because that seems to be in my mind what Theo Robinson does against Swindon. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Um he had that great spell here, didn't he, where where he bagged quite a few goals for us. He's a dangerous player. He's getting on a little bit now. Um had quite a lot of clubs, so hopefully we're gonna we're gonna be able to manage him. I think in years gone by we might have been scared of certain players, but I really do believe even with Dion Conroy out, you know, this Swindon Town defence is is getting quite resolute and they have a good understanding. And I'm I'm not really concerned to be honest, which is a strange thing to say. Oh, so what are you predicting? I'm predicting an, an impressive victory for Swindon Town. I think Bradford will come out flying. I could imagine them taking a one goal lead. But I, I feel that Swindon can can earn a three one victory. Okay, I don't mind that. Theo Robinson has scored braces in his last two games against Swindon, so that's where that's where in my mind that's come from. <laughs> um, I'll take that all day long. Um, I, as always, sort of look at the name of the side as opposed to the form and squad. So you know, I'm just uh, I don't know. I mean, I do, wasn't it. Wasn't it fun when we were in Bradford's division last time, back in that uh, title-winning season where Bradford, we became their most hated club for a few months? <laughs> oh, that was stressful for the podcast, that saga with Owen Doyle. 
oh my goodness. And then they scored that last minute equaliser at Swindon and they treated it like they'd won the league. We we usually have those accusations pointed by us, but um, I just remember Bradford fans giving it the absolute big guns as they uh, as they took their draw. Hell of a goal though, if I remember rightly, McCartan wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was hell of a game, wasn't it? Of course, we we had kind of that horrible transfer window where we were trying to get Jerry Hates and Owen Doyle um, signed at the club and at least back at the club. Uh, post January, so yeah, it's 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 become a rivalry that's kind of developed over a few players over the time, and it's always a game I have to admit it's a game I thoroughly enjoy whenever Bradford comes to Swindon. Yeah, they they bring a good bunch of fans with them, and there's always a nice little atmosphere. The rivalry was very temporary; it's long gone now. Um, <laughs> but but Bradford always in my mind, having you know my first time I watched Swindon Bradford was in about '95 midweek four one win. And my memory is that they took a lot that day too. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a club that I've got no problem with. And um, but I hope your prediction comes out really, really. What, what are you predicting, side. Rich? I have no idea. One-one draw. The, there we go. <laughs> there the cowardly. I've I've not been able to talk to away fans recently, so I've not had my dose of one-one draw predictions from them. So I'm going to go for the one-one draw in honor of the away fan that I didn't get to talk to because I'm just oh so busy right now. So we've had two midweek fixtures recently. Of course, Papa John's, we had a weaker side and Sutton, you know, they gave us you know a really good game. Do you see any scope for there to be a bit of rotation for this one, like Kessler Hayden coming back? Or do you expect it to be very much who we started with against Sutton? Well, Ben Garner has kind of revealed that he's, you know, he. He's made his team selection bar one player. Um, I'm not too sure who that who that will be. No idea. Um, but that, I'm not sure. It's a difficult, one, isn't it? We we talked about last week. Heading sorry at the start of this week, heading into a certain game about Ben Gladwin being given a rest. Of course, he didn't start. Um, he did come on um, against Sutton, and and I would imagine Ben Gladwin will probably stick to the bench again, which is harsh because he's had a couple of. Really good performances with a goal and an assist. Um, assist and a goal, sorry, I should say. Um, like you said, there might be a few changes. Wallacott came in. If I run you through my predicted team, I think it'll be Wallacott will keep his place in goal. Iandolo, Critchlow, Bowdry, Odomeo. I think Kessler Hayden will come in just because of more, more, to be honest, more it's Bradford's counter-attacking capabilities. That's where their biggest threat is, is going to come when they attack. I'd imagine the rest of the team would would very much stay the same. No Payne, Reed, and Williams, and Harry McCurdy and Simpson up front. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess where I'm going here on this sort of turnaround of fixtures over the last couple of weeks of players' fitness levels, which takes us to what the next question was for um, Ben Carner: the fitness levels of the players. What what was said here? He didn't really touch on it in on it too much, to be honest. What he did say though is, you know, regardless of if players are playing or not playing we've got a a structured kind of routine in place and every single player has got their own individual training plan and and what that is doing is that is keeping players fit for when they when they're called upon he said that look there'll be players that might play 45 matches this season for Swindon and there might be players that only play five four matches for Swindon but those players that only play five games are going to be just as valuable and Ben Garner really does have this kind of team ethos building there that no matter how often you play, you're a part of this team and, and you will be needed this season. So, you know, on players' fitness levels, it is a obviously a test with some of the older players playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. But 
Bangana doesn't seem too worried, and I'm sure that they'll be able to cope. I'm sure they will. Shall we listen to your questions now? Let's go for it. You spoke there kind of about how, how you're, you know, your time at Swindon, you're enjoying it, but how much are you learning as a manager and, and how much is it testing you as well? Yeah, always learning. I think you, if you're aware, then you learn every day. And I think it's important to do that. And um, yeah, it is a challenge. You know, we've had huge challenges since, since walking in the door, not just me, but as a collective, everyone. And, and those challenges are ongoing. It's still a difficult situation that's been inherited the, the football club um, you know we've gone from uh, certain needs to be relegated and, and we, mm. we've had a, a strong start to the season that we have been pleased with and we're still trying to build everything around the club to improve um, and that's still the most important thing that we put these foundations in place and build a, a structure to the football club that allows it to be successful over the years um, so we're not getting carried away by the start we're still feet firmly on the ground and we know there's a long way ahead and a lot of challenges, but we've attacked them from day one and we, we'll continue to do that. And on your own personal development, a bit of an odd question. You, when you came through your kind of coaching badges, I understand you had a bit of mentorship from uh, Jose Mourinho. Do you ever hear any words of encouragement from him or any communication from him at all? No, I think that's been overblown a little bit. That, uh, <laughs> he, 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 he was good enough to... Uh, you have to assess yourself against a head coach or manager yeah. at the start pro license and he was good enough to do that and allow me to go into Chelsea for a day and uh, had sort of an hour with him having a chat and then watch training um, but that was as far as it went I've seen him a couple of times since when playing against his teams when I was in the Premier League but no that's that's as far as that goes and um, at the time he was he was very gracious with his time he was a big help to me um, and you know I really appreciate him taking the time to do that and finally um just on kind of players, when you brought them a lot of players into the club over the summer, there was this transfer embargo, which meant you know you could only offer kind of one-year contracts or short-term deals. Obviously, you've got a lot of good players at the club that are playing well. Is is there going to be any contract discussions soon to make sure that they stay at the club, the players you want? Yeah, I mean that's uh, conversations that, that Ben Shawley and I have, have been having, and that'd be discussions to have with the owner as well. Um, we're still under parts of the embargo, so we are still restricted in, in certain ways, in certain aspects, but that's something that we will we'll be looking at certainly over the coming months and moving into January because we want to, uh, you know, we don't want short-term success or short-term wins at the football club. We want to build it long-term and we want to have that sustainability and those, those foundations that I've just spoken about. So, yeah, there will certainly be uh, detailed discussions and we've always got an eye on the future as well as uh, what's going on on a week-to-week basis. Brilliant. Thank you, Ben. Good luck tomorrow. See you. So really interesting stuff again from yourself um, in terms of what you wanted to ask Ben Garner. So the first the first bit you, you asked about was personal development. What, what were you looking for when you asked this? To be honest, I was really just looking to get a little bit more of an in-depth of Ben Garner's mindset because, of course, you know, we talk about the players on the pitch and that should always be the focus of the football club is, is those players. But let's not forget, Ben Garner has also come into this club. It's only a second managerial position. You've, of course, had that torrid time at Bristol Rovers that ended in a, in him being given the boot. And he's come to a club which has had massive, massive challenges. And I just really wanted to understand where Ben Garner's had said that because he's a young manager. He's only 41 years of age. He's He's got a, a lot of experience in the game already. Of course, his career was cut short through, through injury. And as you heard there, he kind of just said, that, you know, he, he's loving it every day, but he's also learning every day. 
And I think that's one thing I really like about Garner is the fact that he's not a manager that has come here know it, thinking he knows it all already. He's a manager that comes here, has experience, has knowledge, great football understanding, but also wants to learn and wants to develop. And 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 a really nice thing to hear also was that he said that, you know, he he's putting foundation in place to make Swindon successful over the years, not not just the short term. I, I've got to be honest, I didn't know about this Jose Mourinho link. What was that all about? So the Jose Mourinho link comes, well, as Ben Garner you a day, he said kind of it's probably been overblown a little bit. But when Ben Garner was doing his UEFA pro licenses, so when any coach or any, you know, I'm just going to call him a manager, okay, because I think it's just a lot easier to, to do that. <laughs> when any manager does their UEFA pro license badges, part of that is they have to go and assess themselves against another head coach or a manager at a certain level. Of course, not everyone's going to be blessed with getting, you know, current Roma coach Jose Mourinho. But at the time, Ben Garner um, was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to go with Jose Mourinho when he was in his second spell at Chelsea. Um, he went to Chelsea for a day. He had a chat with him. He observed training. He kind of gave his thoughts. He got some really good guidance off Jose Mourinho. And, and over the years, he'd gone to a few games as well. And when Mourinho was in the Premier League and met him there and, and said a couple of words to him, I just wanted to know if he still has any contact uh, with the Mourinho would have made a quite a nice story. He doesn't, um, but I'm sure Ben Garner, certainly some of his, what he says to his players and, and his tactics, he does take from, from regardless of what you think of him, a legendary manager. Oh, he absolutely is. Um, although I'm sure Ben Garner would have liked to have sent him a few messages um, with advice to Jose, reference their Roma's result in midweek in the <laughs> Europa Conference League six one loss six one loss and uh, and then they've got league leaders Napoli at the weekend so you know a a difficult run of games and you know maybe uh, Mourinho should be texting him asking if he's got any advice yeah I don't know how to pronounce the name of the Norwegian side Um, there's at least one listener who would probably uh, laugh at my butchering of it I think it's Budo Glimt or something like that. I'm not even going to attempt it, Rich. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, yeah let's go with Budo Glimt. Um, <laughs> but they lost 6-1 and teams like Roma. Oh, oh dear. I'm really happy with your last question. Um, it's one that we've mentioned many, many times and it's something that won't go away until we get confirmation and that is players' contracts. I, I, I like what Ben said during this. It's comforting, but I'm still not going to rest easy until we start getting those waves of happy, delighted to announce that X, Y, and Z have signed an additional year, two year, three year deal. Because, you know, if things don't go our way, the reality is no matter how much they're all getting along at the moment, there will be clubs far bigger and far wealthier than us that will be able to offer some of these players more money to advance their careers and whether we want them to sign contracts so we can get money for them or sign contracts so we can have a long period of success under the current owner and manager we need to get these guys locked down don't we we do and let's not forget there's only loyalty in football at this level and a lot of levels until someone comes in and gives you a bigger paycheck so, you know, that's that's the harsh reality of football. These players have got a short career. They're here to be successful on the pitch, but also be successful financially as well. And and the worry for Swindon is that they've got a host of potential at this club and also very good players for this level already. I kind of said yesterday in the piece that, that Swindon have got a lot of players that many teams at this level and, and even probably League One would love to have. Um they are on one-year deals because of this transfer embargo. Swindon are still under parts of that transfer embargo. 
And it's really, really important that they get them tied down. More importantly, that they get them tied down before January, because of course, in January, these players only have a few months left on their contract. They could be tempted away, and, and if the right money comes in, then you know the club might be tempted to sell as well. So it's important they get players nailed down to contracts. They are working on it at this moment in time, and and we'll just have to have to see what happens. Here we go then. So out of the out of contract players or the one year deal players. And you were told that you had to pick three to get in and sign a new two-year deal, whatever. Who are the three? The first three that you were taught to. Hmm. The first three that I would talk to. I'm not going to go for just performances at this moment in time. I'm going to go for a potential sell-on value as well. Because, of, of course. course, you know, you always need players. That I'd, I'd go for Jojo Wallacott. Mm-hmm. I think he's a player. I'd go for Harry McCurdy. Mm-hmm. And I would also... Only three. Only three. Um, the first three, I mean... Yeah, I'm not going to go for any loan players because I think the loan players we have just would never be sold by their parent clubs. Um, but I'm also going to go for Jack Payne as well. Yeah, good good choices. And Jojo has a sell-on clause as well. I think that was I think that was how we got him from Bristol City when he was under contract, Yeah, um, that they will have a percentage. So, you know, if we lose him on a free or if we if we need to get a fee for him then we'll be sending Bristol City a large chunk of that so yeah I would definitely it's a very good question um I don't I think Payne would be I think Jojo would be um I'm maybe inclined to say Akin Odomeo mm-hmm. yeah I think I think the guy is just so reliable. So I think, you know, I, I think Harry McCurdy definitely would be in there. And of course, Louis, Louis Reed would be as well. Oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally our best player this season. And we've, we've... <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll no. have to, we'll have to put him in there as well. Let's just increase it to four. Oh, yeah. I'll just bump one of them off for our arguably best player. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, that, that, that was a very much off the cuff conversation with no working out. Uh, Ryan was not aware that I was going to ask that and I wasn't aware that I was going to ask it until about 20 seconds before. <laughs> Tell me before we go, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. Are you not planning a deep dive article on Kane Kessler Hayden's social media performance this week? <laughs> It'd certainly be an interesting article, wouldn't it? To be fair, it'd certainly be a great chat to have with a host of Swindon Town players, Kessler Hayden, Harry McCurdy, you know, it's... um. It's one of it's one of those things, isn't it? Of course, it's it's a lot of the younger players are kind of invested in in their social media, especially after the games. You see nowadays, players are straight on their phones posting out things. So, you know, I, I, it's actually one thing that is on my agenda to ask Ben Garner about, and you know what he makes of players being on social media. But it's it's certainly good enjoyment. It's a good way to connect with the fans as well. If you are responsible for Harry McCurdy not being able to put a message up on Instagram that says famos, then I'm coming for you, Ryan Walker. (laughs) 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 I will find you. I won't be be doing it. I won't be criticising it. Don't worry. I just want Ben Garner's take on it because it's it's modern day football and different men just think different things. What I would say, though, is... Ben Garner clearly does not have a problem with his players being on social media because he's he's certainly going to be aware of what they're posting out. And uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, Harry McCurdy's just a gift that keeps on giving when it comes to social media, whether it's pictures of the referees posting out or it's, uh, you know, interesting captions that he's posting out. I, I do love it. And it's a, it, just, it does just show that, you know, 
how much these players are enjoying their time at Swindon off the pitch and the relationship they're having with players because you see them all together. You see Harry McCurdy and Alessandro watching Marley and me, Jack Payne cooking food that doesn't look edible. And, you know, it's just <laughs> it's just great to see, isn't it? My sister's keeper is the one that really threw me. You know, Marley wow. and me, all right, but my sister's keeper. Th- those will be like child era films for those guys. And if that's what they were watching when they were kids, my goodness, some <laughs> emotional heft in those. <laughs> I watched My Sister's Keeper at the start of the year and Jesus, I was in tears. It was, I'm never watching that film again. <laughs> <laughs> but if the players keep performing like they are on the pitch, Keep watching it. More keep watching it. Keep it. You need that emotional sort of aspect. It, it enhances your gains clearly. Um, the reason I mention it is obviously uh, for those who don't know, who those who have just are so cool and avoid social media. Kane Kessler Hayden caused quite a panic when he started just deleting a lot of messages or a lot of posts on social media, which a lot of fans started, you know, wondering why. He was doing that and then he started posting stuff again sometimes it's just easier to just get on with your day isn't it it is it's uh you know we we can look at social media probably a little bit too much you know we always see kind of transfer stories about ah oh, this player's going to this club because they've liked a picture of theirs or they followed them on social media <laughs> it's you know something that we probably give too much relevance to in the modern day and age and um you know, it's not something I delved in too much. It's just a good way to connect with people and it's a good way for the fans to connect with players that isn't through the press. Yeah, we haven't made it until we're tracking flights using that app to see if a player's on their way to like Swindon um, via Bristol Airport or something. Yeah, no, we're, 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 I think that only becomes relevant when you get to the Premier League. You know, that's, reach for the <laughs> that's star, what I'm going to reach for the stars and, and get on the main tracker. So, uh, exactly. One thing I would say we can't forget quickly is Kesley Hayden's birthday tomorrow as well. So, you know, he'll be a uh, 19 years old tomorrow. So hopefully, he can put in 19. a birthday. Before. Oh my goodness, the amount of things he's done in his life in his 19 years that I've not done in my 38. Oh, happy birthday, Kane Kesley Hayden! <laughs> no, yeah, happy birthday, and uh, please, please score, please score, or one of those crosses that'll do nicely. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rich. See you all soon. <laughs> the Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Ben, and uh, good morning, everyone. Friday is here, and I'm feeling good. I like how you called me Ben. Oh, let's start again. Let's do that again. That was horrible. (laughs) Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 